0: Welcome to Brain Bites, a podcast produced by the Brain Injury Special Interest Group of the Academy of Neurologic Physical Therapy, where we provide education and resources for clinicians in rehabilitation. This is not meant for personal diagnosis and treatment. An individual should always consult an appropriate medical practitioner.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Brain Injury SIG podcast. This is our first podcast, and we are so excited to have Mary Beth Osborne as our person that we are interviewing for this podcast. So as our inaugural um, version here, what we figured we'd do is talk about the SIG and give some input and some um, kind of up-to-date versions of what's going on with the SIG. So uh, Mary Beth um, is a physical therapist um, who initially got her degree from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in 1989 and then went back a few years later to get her DPT in 2009. Uh, She has a clinical specialization in neurologic physical therapy, which she was board certified in 2014. She has professional experience um, in a lot of different neuro settings, um, a large portion of her time in brain injury community-based reentry and then supported living program. She was adjunct faculty at UNC Chapel Hill for five years and then has been at Duke University Health for five years in their outpatient neuroclinic and serves as the co-director of the neuroresidency program. She has expertise in vestibular, hippotherapy, and aquatic therapy. So welcome, Marybeth. Good to have you.
0: Thank you. I'm delighted to be the first guest on your podcast and um, help promote the SIG.
1: Right. So I guess I should mention the reason why you're here um, as our guest for the SIG um, is that you have quite a lot of experience helping out with the brain injury SIG and in general in the ANPT. Um, So could you maybe just tell us
0: a little bit about kind of your role in the brain injury SIG? Sure. Um, I'm the immediate past chair of the brain injury special interest group and served two terms. Um, and it was an extra year as well, because it was, uh, we transitioned from a chair elect, uh, position, which I served that year. So I believe it was seven years, um, uh, it, as the brain injury SIG chair, um, I started as the chair. So, um, a lot of people know K Mack or Karen McCulloch. She nominated, nominated me from the floor, um, at a CSM meeting and um, that's when I started being involved with the SIG. Wow, awesome. <laughs> and we thank you for all your
1: work that you've done and for the uh, many changes and the accomplishments that you had over the years with it. Um, so for people who don't really kind of know the structure or the organization of maybe kind of the umbrellas of the APTA and the ANPT, could you just kind of give a brief interview uh, overview of kind of how the Brain injury SIG falls into place and where it really falls amongst the structure of the
0: um, APTA? Of course. Um, the APTA has a number of academies or sections. And so the academy w- under which the brain injury special interest group falls is the Academy of Neurologic Physical Therapy or ANPT. And so under ANPT, there are eight special interest groups or SIGs. And so the brain injury special interest group is one of those eight special interest groups. And the, the intent is just to break down the content area or um, interest area of clinicians and other therapists um, into common interest areas so that the special interest groups kind of interface directly with the membership on a smaller level.
1: Right, right. Thanks. That's really helpful, I think, to kind of know where everyone falls in alignment and kind of how they all work together. Um, so the brain injury SIG then is part of the ANPT. Does the brain injury SIG have its own particular goals or kind of missions or things that it's doing to kind of help um, clinicians who are having interest in um, helping individuals with brain injury?
0: Yeah, so the Brain Injury Special Interest Group um, mission aligns with the Academy of Neurologic PT's mission um, and is basically, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically just a forum um, to promote health, wellness, um, optimal function, uh, and quality of life for individuals with uh, acquired brain injury. Um, That's kind of the overall arching thing is to gather people who are interested in providing care and assisting individuals with acquired brain injury um, from the physical therapy um, perspective.
1: Okay. Um. So actually, you just brought, you just said something that kind of caught my ear for a moment, um, and maybe you can expand on it a little bit. Is that you mentioned it was really meant for clinicians who are helping individuals with acquired brain injury? So, what sort of diagnoses um, might you you know you be thinking about or talking about when you talk about the brain injury special interest group?
0: I think people typically think of a traumatic brain injury. So when someone has a car accident or a fall or um, somehow or maybe a gunshot wound, um, where their their brain is um, uh, injured by a traumatic event, um, that can happen. But then I think the word acquired came along because some people sustain or um, sustain brain injuries from infection or um, hypoxia, anoxia, which might not be necessarily a traumatic method. Like they may have had a cardiac arrest and then they have um, a hypoxic anoxic injury. Um, Or, um, you know, then you get into a little more gray areas like a stroke, which is we kind of tend to separate (laughs) those out or... um, People with brain tumors we don't have a special interest group for people with brain tumors so I think we can kind of put them under our umbrella for um, acquired brain injury but mm-hmm. um, I think generally the traumatic and the hypoxic anoxic type type um, of injuries are what we're looking at.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it's uh, more and more we're seeing more kind of ways that people are having injury to their brain or insult to their brain, right? Um, Recently with COVID, now we're recognizing that there are um, potential um, neurologic sequelae, especially that hypoxic anoxic that you're mentioning, but also maybe some other mechanisms that we're not even sure about quite yet these days, um, causing some neurologic uh, changes in someone's function. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Um, so you mentioned a big part of the SIG is to um, kind of provide resources and kind of um, a forum for discussion and communication amongst uh, clinicians or other individuals um, who are touching people's lives with um, acquired brain injury. So what kind of things um, does the SIG do to actually promote that or to accomplish
0: that goal? Yeah, I... um it's, I think one of the greatest challenges that I had as the chair was how to reach people across the country. Um, and I, and so we came up with a number of different, um, ways to reach out to people and we were, uh, doing zoom calls before zoom calls were a (laughs) daily life, like during the pandemic here. Um, so one way is, um, generating fact sheets, um, about different diagnoses and, um, conditions or aspects of uh, brain injury care. For example, um, a fact sheet about spasticity or a fact sheet about heterotopic ossification. Um, So a written sort of communication. Um, We also have journal club um, that meets quarterly that we actually organized it so that the fact sheet and the journal club kind of coincide with the topic of the quarter. So that kind of helped organize the information a little more um, uh, neatly. So we have the fact sheets, we have journal club, we have an ab- abstract of the quarter. So we'll come up with an a, um, article that we send out to our membership, and then that will be the article that is the jumping off point for discussion on the journal club night. Um, the journal club often involves also the clinical discussion night, and we combine those two um, at one point, to um, and I believe still to um, pull in, you know, actual patients that people are seeing to um, to kind of apply the article or the evidence that that we're looking at and um, bring it to their daily um, clinical situation, so that maybe the other clinicians can help problem solve um, a problem that's going on um, with their patient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And I've noticed that there's been a lot more of a presence on some social media um, sites recently. The SIG seems to um, have really kind of ramped up its um, presence on Facebook um, and I think recently on Instagram. Um, and kind of trying to reach a variety of uh, individuals at different, um, you know, stages of their career. Um, <laughs> typically, some of us older folks are more into the email and kind of look at the um, maybe the ANPT newsletter that comes out via email. Um, whereas maybe some of the student members um, are a little bit more in tune with some of the social media. So I've noticed that those things have been advertised a little bit more frequently on social media recently.
0: Yeah, we added the student interns a couple years ago, and that was honestly one of the greatest things we did um, (laughs) as a SIG because I felt like it helped, uh, you know, maybe make the the age gap a little bit smaller in terms of some of us older people and um, so that we have ways to communicate with the whole um, range of uh, people that are working with individuals with brain injury, it gave us a way to get students involved, which are a lot of students across the country are really interested in in interfacing with APTA, and it's a little easier to do that on a smaller scale with one of the special interest groups, and so I feel like that's been a a successful program, and yes, has increased the uh, social media presence of the brain injury SIG. Right, um,
1: so yeah, speaking of kind of um, people wanting to get involved, um, you know, are there opportunities for people to get involved in the SIG, um, you know, if they, if they have the desire to do
0: so? Yes, Al- always ways to get involved. Um, I think the more formal ways is to run for office, which sounds really uh, scary and intimidating, but isn't so much. Um, so the officers of each SIG are the chair, the chair elect, vice chair, secretary, um, and then three nominating committee members. And so each year we have two offices, I believe, or two spots that people can um, run for. And so to do that, you can just contact one of the brain injury special interest group officers to get an application. It's also on the ANPT website for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people can volunteer to come up with uh, journal club articles, um, to lead a journal club, to lead a a clinical discussion night, write a fact sheet. Um, I know two times a year we had advocacy times where um, it was uh, uh, brain injury awareness month in March, where people can um, actually go to um, Washington and um, participate in that um, activity or probably virtually this year. Um, and then there's a, uh, also a concussion awareness month, which is in September. So there's lots of different ways to get involved. I think a great way was uh, is when um, professors invite their students to attend the the journal clubs. And I think you can get your toes wet that way and then um, feel a little more or, or less intimidated maybe to to then get involved in, on a deeper mm-hmm. level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And for all the listeners out there um, to kind of keep you in the loop as well. So one of the things that the we've been working on in the past uh, few uh, weeks to months um, for the SIG is really coming up with um, kind of a running list of things that um, we could have volunteers help us out with, um, as Mary Beth mentioned, a few things, you know, helping us find journals um, for journal club night or having cases for clinical discussion night. Um, but what we've been finding recently is that there's been a lot of people reaching out and wanting to get involved and um, kind of. At the drop of a hat, we don't necessarily have something readily available kind of on the tip of our tongue. Um, So we've been trying to keep kind of a running list so that we do have things kind of more available um, and opportunities a little bit more available um, and kind of ready to go. Um, So that's one of the things that the SIG has been working on these past um, maybe two months or so. um, we've been putting together a, a running list of areas we could use a little bit more help. Um, So reaching out to the SIG through the officers, as Mary Beth mentioned, Um, you can find a lot of our contact information on the ANPT website. The SIG has its own webpage under the ANPT website. Um, So contacting one of us would be a, a great way to get started. Um, so, Marybeth, you've been involved in the SIG, or, or were involved with the, the SIG for a number of years, you mentioned. Um, so, tell us a little bit about some of the things that you've learned or some of the benefits that you found, um, either personally or professionally, from being involved in the
0: SIG. That's a great question. I, um, definitely, uh, overall, I feel like it has um, connected me with people um, across the country that are, that are doing the same thing that I do in my little area, which is in Durham, North Carolina, um, and, uh, getting to know people and then, um, sort of seeing what they're doing at, in their areas and sharing information and trying to just build a net, a national network. Um, it's uh, helped me to, to better appreciate and understand that the, the mecha- sort of the, the way that the professional organization is organized and the challenges um, that we all face in terms of keeping the ball advancing, you know, when, with projects and things um, it's been helpful to see the people that work in the office at the Academy of Neurologic Physical Therapy, um, working to try to, you um, improve the quality and improve the consistency across our special interest groups. That's been really interesting. Um, but mo- mostly I would say I've enjoyed um, getting to know the the people and forming relationships and friendships and um, which is really kind of at the heart of our profession is, um, you know, people connecting with each other.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I think I, you know, I have been a member for a number of years now um, and I do think it's great to, Um, get to know people, like you said, kind of across the country. Um, You know, we do have some research and some literature to guide us for our clinical decision-making in this population. However, it isn't nearly as robust in some of the other populations. Um, in PT in general, but specifically to the neurologic populations. Um, So it is nice to um, see how other individuals are marrying um, the literature that is available with kind of clinical practice or how they're kind of filling in the gap to where there isn't an area of literature that can help um, with clinical decision-making for particular, you know, impairments or functional deficits or or whatnot. So um, I do think that, uh, you know, anecdotal evidence and kind of people's experiences can sometimes be just as valuable as that research. So um, I think that's a great point that you bring up. Um, So speaking of kind of literature and research and that sort of stuff and and clinical practice, um, kind of as a professional, you've seen a lot of things over the years as far as brain injury and rehab and, um, and supports and stuff like that. So I'm looking towards the future what would you say are some areas that kind of get you excited about the future of of brain injury and uh, working
0: with individuals with with brain injuries? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I honestly, what I'm excited about, I, I gave this some thought, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> I I would love. I mean, I I know from working in the long term care setting that you mentioned that. Um, people that have especially severe brain injuries um it's not just like an injury and it heals like a broken bone it's an, a lifelong process struggle reinvention of of them of their lives and um you know that requires lots of resources and lots of um support from caregivers and professionals and i think everyone who works in brain injury has those few you know i don't know 10 20 people that that you form relationships with and see them over time. Um, I am excited and interested in hoping with the new administration that there'll be increased funding um, for people um, with brain injuries across the country. I mean, some states have some really good funding and programs, but we're not where we need to be to support these individuals. Um, it's usually young people and they have their whole lives ahead of them and need um, tremendous amounts of support financially and um, professionally to just survive and thrive. and um, I'm, I'm hope, hopeful that that will that will come to be in the next four years or so.
1: Yeah, that would be wonderful. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, the concept of kind of health and wellness for all of us is important, but I think it's critical for individuals who have a chronic condition, um, especially a chronic condition that impacts pretty much every facet of their life. Um, so having some support and some resources available, I think is, can be really paramount in kind of their quality of life and their longevity and, and all sorts of different um, you know, avenues. Um, so yeah, that's, that is really exciting to me as well. Do you have any other,
0: any other kind of thoughts or um, comments that you want to add to for the listeners out there? I just want to say get involved and in, and this may sound a little bit cliche, but I really truly believe that, um, you get much more out. You get much more out of being involved in volunteering with an organization like the brain injury SIG, than than they get, um, from you. Uh, I feel like that you grow so much more when you, um, you know, take some time and give of give of your time and and um, life toward something like this and and it will, you know, come back to you. Um, Excellent, excellent news. Very uh, prolific news. Uh,
1: So thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us today and for helping kind of spread the word about the brain injury SIG um, so that we can further advocate for this, um, really unique and special population that we all hold dear to our hearts.
0: Thank you, Kim. I've enjoyed it and I'm, I'm delighted to be your first guest. (laughs) Yay. All right. Take care. You too. All right. Thanks for listening to Brain Bites. Make sure to follow the Brain Injury Sig on Facebook and Twitter.